Welcome to Pat Gray Unleashed. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Traffic and weather together today, every five minutes on the threes. Quack, quack. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, wow, we got just so much to talk about. So Good much stuff, to right? share with Good you. Good news. Good news all around. <laughs> Everything's fine now. We fixed everything yesterday, so things start out great. <laughs> we start over? Today, yeah. The, the slate yeah. is clean. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I like that. That's a good start. Got dirtied up pretty quickly, though. Um, you know, I mean, it has been, what, 20, uh, 22 hours since last we met. Mm. Ish. You know, we did have overtime, too, okay. so it's been a little bit less. Okay, now. all right. Uh, hey, a second batch of classified documents... We're found among Biden's things yesterday. Mm. Eh, don't worry about it. Mm. Eh, it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Right? Sure, it's totally fine. Let's start out. Actually, let's back up a little bit and start out with KJP. She was uh, answering some questions uh uh, yesterday (laughs) about Joe Biden improperly having classified documents. This was after the first batch was discovered. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And here's what happened when they asked... uh, when were the documents found? Okay. My question was, when was the president briefed? He said he was briefed. When did that briefing happen? Again, I'm not going to get into the details. I'm not going to get beyond what the president shared yesterday. Hmm. Oh. Oh, that was uh, in-depth hmm. right there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So you're not going to get into details. I see. So we're trying to protect the president. We don't want you to know when he found out about How well this. would that work with uh, Donald Trump? Yeah, we're not going to get into those details. Uh, they would not be satisfied with that. And just, just so we're clear, they were discovered before the election. Right. Okay. Right. For last, in November. And uh, so here's the question, why didn't Biden tell us when they were discovered? But did not answer this part of the question. Why didn't he or someone in the White House inform the American people when these documents were discovered on November 2nd? Did it have anything to do, because people are asking this part of it, did it have anything to do with the fact that the election was just a few days away? Again, Ed, this is under review by the Department of Justice. No. It is literally under review right now. As we are, as as I as I am talking to you, it is under review. Mm, so. so I'm not going to uh, get beyond the process. I'm not going to get oh. beyond what the president said. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get we're gonna get somewhere mm-hmm. with, with KJP today. I can tell. Are there more documents? Mm. She was asked. Uh oh. <laughs> I bet you had a good answer. Position you're holding right now, there are no assurances you can provide at this point that there are no other classified documents out there in any other office. Again, this is an ongoing process. Again, it's an ongoing (laughs) process. Uh, Continue. It is being reviewed by the Department of Justice. Even as right now, right now it's being reviewed. Even as we're speaking right now, it is being reviewed. She has to hate her job. (sighs) Especially after what you said at the top of the show. How they've found even more how's she gonna go to work today and do this i don't know that's really it'll be interesting i she'll do the same thing she did yesterday uh how did the documents get there Ooh, ooh, Uh, ooh, how'd that happen he had a closet with classified information Again, 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 again. He I'm did, not going to get ahead of the. That he was the surprised that the records were there. He was surprised he my anus. Personally, shut up. He was surprised that the that yeah. the records were there. He was surprised, shocked, <laughs> stunned. I'm sure. Uh, was he surprised about the second batch that was found? Uh. The second batch of classified documents. 
at a different location. I wonder how surprised he was to hear about that. <laughs> how are these getting out? I mean, you could blame Hunter for a lot of stuff, but Hunter didn't mm-hmm. get into the... Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe it was Hunter. I doubt it. Hunter probably has... Top secret clearance. Yeah, access to all this stuff. So what? Yeah. Aged President Joe Biden discovered at least uh, one additional batch of classified documents in a a location separate from the D.C. office he used after leaving the Obama administration. Uh, Since November, following the discovery of documents with classified markings in his former office, Biden aides have been searching for any additional classified materials mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. might be in other locations he used. They're hot I'm on the sure. case, Pat. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. So they, they found, so, so uh, we have uh, two batches found over the course of three days. So mm-hmm. at this rate, uh, uh, this <laughs> this totally feels orchestrated by, and I mentioned this yesterday, by Democrats that don't want him to be their nominee in 2024. And, and now this stuff is coming out. They had to get through the election. You know, let's protect the Democrat Party through the election. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, let's go. Let's start making this guy. Let's force him out. Let's force him to at least not run again in 2024. And now they've got Republicans in the House that can do some of their dirty work for them and expose a lot of stuff. I think this is just going to continue to mount. I'm not even sure if that would be a good thing if he doesn't run. <laughs> he might be the one we want to run against, you I know? know? Right. Yeah. So I'm a little torn on that. And I don't know. And, and the political machine of the left would be like, look, we stole this for you once. We're not doing it again for this guy. Right. You got to give us somebody good for that cause. It's going to be interesting to see how the mainstream media handles this today. The, the discovery right. of the second batch. Because they were all trying to excuse it. Many of them anyway. We're all tr- we're trying to excuse it. The, the coven was trying to excuse it on The View. Uh, so... Will it be a big deal or not? Will they say, hey, wait a minute. Okay, now this is this is ridiculous. What is he doing with these classified documents? He made such a big deal out of Donald Trump and how irresponsible he was. What is he now? That'll be fascinating. Uh, all right. So also yesterday we had the giant shutdown of air travel for... I don't know, a couple hours maybe. Yeah. yeah. In the United States. And then it's I think it's still in the process of getting back getting sorted to normal. out. Yeah. Yeah, cuz you can't shut down that many flights, 3500 and not have it have you be affected for days. The first total ground stop <clears throat> since 9/11, which was the first time it ever happened. Wow. Yeah, so we've got terrorists in Joe Biden's wow. administration. Jeez. Who have done this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so it was a corrupted file. Is that what we had yesterday? Yeah, that's a what corrupted we had. file shut down everything. Wow. Yeah. Which I think is just wow. a, a nice way of saying uh, some government employee mm-hmm. with an FAA email address clicked on a porn link that was sent to him. <clears throat> that's my, that's that, my working theory. In that, I mean, that's legitimately what could have happened. Well, that was my theory until just this moment. <clears throat> I see that Canada says that they experienced something similar yesterday, kind of a lower scale thing. But that it's not related to what happened in the United States. Oh, just co- another g- amazing so, coincidence. Let's go back all, to our original theory. <clears throat> all these isolated incidents, the hacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody hacked. Seriously, are we? Come on, we, we are just so vulnerable. It's not related to what happened here. Come on. Okay. 
Everybody's uh, everybody's air travel just got shut down. What a weird coincidence. No, I think I think what Canada's <clears throat> saying, and I have no idea what I don't have any details on this. It just came across for me. Is uh, we got two separate instances of hacking, maybe. Mm-hmm. See, like mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of I don't know. We have no idea at this point. We it's just know that, like. that Pete Buttigieg is at mm. the controls and he's going to handle this like he handled all of the ships out in the Pacific Ocean when he was chest feeding on paternal leave or something mm-hmm. and then we had the train situation and now now we've got this i mean he he thought it was going to be a cush job whoops sorry mayor pete have fun yeah and he's loving the uh, private air travel which oh, he, yeah. he loves for him yeah. but not you i mean if you do it you're evil and you're wrong and you're killing the planet when he does it it has to be done Come on, he's a busy man. You can't expect him to take commercial flights. What's the matter with you? <laughs> he's a busy man who takes a SUV across Washington, and then when he gets one parking lot away, gets that bike he, out of the bag. And he took, what, four months off for maternity leave or paternity yeah. leave or whatever they call it with them? Uh, wow. <laughs> and that's when that chip crisis happened. Yeah. He's good. Really good. He really thought this was going to be a cakewalk job, you know. Yeah, I think to, he did. To, to pop up somewhere else and run for some higher office. Good luck, Not bud. so much. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Uh, some interesting comments yesterday from, um, from Mexican President Obrador. One of the things he did was to thank Joe Biden yesterday. So uh, check this out because he had some, he had some nice words for Biden. You, President Biden, you are the first president of the United States in a very long time Mm -hmm. that has not built not even one meter of wall. (laughs) And that, Uh, we thank you for that, sir. Mm, Yeah, sure. You're welcome. Not even one meter. So what does that mean? We haven't, uh, it could be. A hundred miles, a thousand miles. He yeah. hasn't built a thousand miles. Has built a thousand. Could miles. be an inch. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't know what is it. <laughs> <laughs> but what an absolute burn to an American Seriously. president! You haven't built a meter of wall, and you're the first one in you know who knows how long. So three feet. Thank, to, thank you. <laughs> yeah, a little over three feet <laughs> to not protect our southern border at all. And of course, he thanks you for that. Because for some reason, it's a good thing that Mexican citizens are sneaking across our border illegally and living here in the United States of America. What a bizarre thing to celebrate yesterday when he started bragging about the fact that 40 million Mexicans live in the United States. He said, just imagine, there are 40 million Mexicans in the United States. 40 million including people who were born here in Mexico or who are the children of people who were born in Mexico. Obrador's uh, proud Mexican first advocacy for ethnic Mexicans. Is that a Mexican first policy that you're grateful and proud that 40 million Mexicans live here? Was his How goal is that Mexico first? To make Biden look even worse on this issue? I, 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 I don't know. I'm flabbergasted Why? by it. Because the guy is bragging that, that his country is so pathetic that a third of the present population of Mexico left his rat hole country to try to eke out an actual reasonable living for themselves here in the United States because they couldn't do it in Mexico. 
You're such a bad nation that can't provide for its people and have no opportunities for tens of millions of people that they have to leave and go to another nation. Can you imagine if a U.S. president bragged that, yeah, about 100 million uh, Americans live in Canada right now. Hmm. We were in such dire straits here that uh, they had to move to Canada to make ends meet. So we're pretty proud of that. Wow. I mean, what a weird, bizarre thing to be proud of. It's so weird. And it's probably a bigger number than even that. <clears throat> I'll did, bet it did, is. Did you see? I'll the, bet it is. Yeah. Uh, over the break, ICE admitted that it has no records of hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants released into the country. Oh, of course. Of course. I help us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what we know, but it, it, we've known that for a long time. Right. It's just weird to hear them right. admit it. But but they're saying that that the federal government, they were under their control. <clears throat> then they released them. They're right. not talking about the I ones that know. have just come across without any kind of interaction. I they're know. saying, yeah, we've had encounters with them, and we've detained them, and got others, uh-huh. but we still have absolutely no information yeah, on them. Yeah, but some of them, Keith, pinky promised that they'd come okay. back for court for their court date. Okay, so they got a pinky promise from them, and you know how solid that is. <laughs> so we'll see how, how that goes. Those simultaneous sniffs, I'd like to point out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so at the at the summit yesterday or the yeah. day before, uh, Biden pushed the globalist pro-immigration, pro-migration, nation of immigrants narrative, which I hate that. Mm-hmm. A nation of legal immigrants is what we have. Legal immigrants. It is not a nation of illegal immigrants. He said, look, as all of you. All of us in the United States are immigrants. Mine go all the way back to the Irish famine. Yeah, so do mine, but they came here legally. And they went in the front door. They came in through Ellis Island, and they were recorded. And we knew what they were doing here, and we knew what their plan was. Biden's use of immigrant demotes the status of American citizens to that of illegal migrants because the same immigrant term is normally used by establishment outlets to promote or condone illegal migrants. He also called for the use of uh, global labor to fill jobs in the U.S. economy, regardless of many sidelined Americans and regardless of the impact, the economic impact on ordinary Americans' wages and rents. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about that. Just keep it coming. He recently announced a plan to allow 360,000 people from four countries to move to the United States each year. That huge population transfer from Cuba, Nicaragua, Haiti, and Venezuela is in addition to the global flow of illegal migrants and Congress's normal inflow of roughly one million legal immigrants. Can you imagine that? We allow one million people a year to immigrate here. Legally. Legally. One million. And that's not enough. Not enough. Now, Biden's got to increase that by 360,000. And then we increase it by 2 million a year um, through illegal immigration. That's That's a pretty good inflow. Can we handle that indefinitely? As long as, as long as they want to come, we just keep letting them. Because eventually, this is going to, I mean, it's already caught up to us, but it's going to get a lot worse. Eventually, these chickens are going to come home 
to roost. Yeah, what is the one of the first things that Donald Trump said? Uh, I think in his um, when he came uh, what down the uh, escalator and announced that he was running for president. Wasn't it that speech where he was like, "You either have a country or you don't." Yeah, you know, you, like, yeah, you have borders or you don't. Yes, I mean that is absolutely true. We, if we don't have borders, we don't have a country. It's pretty I mean, simple. Sounds like a simple statement. Yes. But it is. It's a fact. It is. You can't have a country it's without borders. It's not by definition a country if you don't have borders. Right. That's right. It's so frustrating. It's so mad. You've got to protect your sovereignty. You've, you've got to protect your interests. That has to come first. And then once you've done that, then you can then you can welcome you know, uh, others to our country. As long as you know who they are, what they plan to do here, can they do it? Will they contribute something? And that's not wrong to ask of them. Are you? What are you going to contribute to us? We should be asking that question. Because if we're just going to have to support everybody who comes here, or half of them, or a third of them, who knows how many we're going to have to just support and take on. Uh, we can't do that indefinitely. Yeah, We're going to need export tariffs on money orders sent back to Mexico. Uh, oh, they should have like, done that a long like time ago. 80%. Holy cow, they should have done that a long time ago. 80% goes to the government. We'll send you back 20%. What? It's still you're right? coming out ahead, Mexico. What's your problem? It is uh, Mexico's either largest source of income mm-hmm. or second only to tourism every year. Every year since something like, I don't know, the 1990s. Uh, sending money back from from illegals here is their largest source of income. So, yeah, they love it. It's great for them. A, they don't have to take care of the 40 million poor people who are flooding across our border. If you're a wealthy Mexican, you're not leaving and going across the desert, walking a 1,000 miles, hitching a ride, hooking up with coyotes, paying them $7,000 to get you to Texas or Arizona. You're not doing that if you're middle class or or upper middle class or wealthy in Mexico. So we're getting all their poor and we're having to, you know, support many of them. Not all of them. Some of them support themselves. But uh, in every case, they're either committing tax evasion and fraud uh, or identity theft and fraud. Which is it? Because they're not here legally, so they don't have papers, so they don't have social security numbers. So how are they paying? How are they paying income tax? Well, they're not. They're not. In most cases, they're not. <sighs> I mean, it is a Madness. problem that we should have gotten a handle on a long time ago, a long time ago, and we just don't. Just don't. It's almost like they're trying to destroy our country. It's almost like that. Through their policies in action. Yeah, isn't it? Huh. Hmm. Almost. <clears throat> All right. Let me tell you about uh, Start Mail. Free email services like Gmail and Yahoo aren't really free. You pay with your privacy, right? In fact, internet giants like Big Tech bank on exploiting your data by selling it to the highest bidder. Uh, your business plan? Well, Google has it. Your medical records? Yahoo can sell them to drug companies. <laughs> this is why I absolutely love Startmail. Because it protects your identity. It protects your uh, 
your inflow to your to your email. I, my Gmail account, I I don't even go there anymore because it's just filled with garbage. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's why you need Startmail. Startmail keeps my email private. Every email can be in- encrypted, even if the recipient doesn't use encryption. When you delete an email and start mail, it's gone forever. It's also backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. You get unlimited anonymous aliases. This feature protects your main email address from spam and phishing attacks. It's fantastic. Start securing your email privacy with start mail. Sign up today. You'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash unleashed. That's startmail with a T, S-T-A-R-T. Startmail.com slash unleashed for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash unleashed. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. And just another note on the immigration situation. We're the only nation on earth expected to put up with this. There is no one else who is expected to just take unlimited amounts of illegals crossing their border, support them, uh, allow them to keep flowing in freely, and don't do anything about it. And then if you do something about it, like here in the United States, well then, you know, you're a hater. You're a xenophobe. But other countries aren't burdened with that. They can protect their border because they're expected to. I mean, and that especially applies to Mexico. Remember the words of Felipe Calderon. I should play him here, as a matter of fact. Uh, Because it's, uh, it's madness that we're expected to just bend over for it, but... They don't have to. No, they need to f- fulfill uh, a form. They- okay, he's, he's asked, this was years ago, by the way, but he was asked um, if... Can anyone just come across yeah, the border into Mexico? Can they just flow across the border and just stay there? No, they need to f- fulfill mm. uh, a form. No. They need to establish their right name. Mm-hmm. We analyze if they have not uh, criminal precedents. Mm-hmm. Do Mexican police go around asking for papers of people they suspect are illegal of immigrants? Course. Of, of course. course. If somebody sneaks oh. in from Nicaragua or some <laughs> other country in Central America through the southern border of Mexico, they wind up in Mexico, they can go get a job, they no, can no. work. No, if no. Somebody no. do that without permission. We, we send back them. <laughs> it's one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite clips of all time. No, mm-hmm. no, no. We if no. someone do that without permissions, <laughs> we send back them. You what? Wait, what? <laughs> But you expect us yes. to just welcome them with open arms yeah. and appreciate the fact that they fly the Mexican flag in our face mm-hmm. when they're in this country. That's that's all good, right and good? Huh. wonder how Mexicans would treat people who flew the American flag <laughs> in Mexican neighborhoods. Uh, I bet they'd love that, right? Huh. They're open and diverse and uh, accepting, tolerant. I'm sure they'd love it. Sure, they love it. It's some racial profiling mm-hmm. criteria in order to enforce the law mm-hmm. that the law. it's against any sense of human rights, mm-hmm. and of course, is provoking uh, very disappointing uh, things or very disappointing uh, opinion in Mexico and around right. the world, even here in America. 
to introduce these kind of elements, especially uh -huh. racial profiling aspects that are right. attempting against what we consider human rights. It's mm -hmm. the principle of discrimination, which is against the values of this great nation. <laughs> you just said it's okay for police to right. knock on doors in Mexico right. to find out if you're a legal resident. Yeah, or but not. that yeah, in Mexico it is, but, but it's America. not. It's not okay here. <laughs> that goes against your values. Doing it here, yeah, we do that, but you guys shouldn't be doing that. Jeez, I mean, and and we've had those policies forever between Mexico and the United States. It's just a one-sided relationship that uh, they just. They just continue to exploit. This world is a clown show, man. Calderon exploited it. Obrador's exploiting it. They love it. And and nobody ever calls them on it. In fact, uh, when Calderon was in the country and was saying these things a couple of years ago, he went to Congress and got a standing ovation. I strongly disagree. Disagree. With the recently adopted law Low. in Arizona. Uh, oh, yeah, is yeah. This a law? Yeah. Listen to that. Yeah! He's hello. He's got more. Mm. He's hello. It is hello. <laughs> yes. That not only ignores a reality mm -hmm. that cannot be erased by decree, mm -hmm. but also introduced a terrible idea using. Racial, racial profiling right. is a basis right. for law enforcement. Yep. Right. There you go. Yeah, so and that just, racial profiling. To remind you what that heinous Arizona mm -hmm. law was. Oh, it was heinous, It too. was heinous. Uh, SB, You're going to probably throw up when you hear yeah, some SB of the details. Yeah, SB 1070. <laughs> and to refresh your memory here. Um, the, okay. In, the U.S. Supreme Court, by the way, um, upheld this law that says that— um, You mean the low? The low. Mm -hmm. uh, that we can check your immigration status during a law enforcement stop. What? Yeah. So if you have a run-in with the law, with the low, I just, then they can check your uh, immigration status. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth right there mm. uh, because of that heinous policy. It's just mm. sickening. It's just a human rights violation that can't be tolerated. And, and, and feel free to check my immigration status if I have a run-in with the low. I don't care. <laughs> I don't right? care. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. In fact, on, you know, some applications and things, you have to. Right. You have to. Are you a U.S. citizen? Yeah, you have to declare your status. Are you 18 or older? Don't you I dare am. ask me my age. I know. Don't you dare. Don't mm. ask me what sex I am. It can uh -huh. change from the time I turn in this uh, document to, right. to when you read it. In fact, so. from the time I started writing it, right. my uh, <laughs> my status has changed. You have my white gender out? has changed. You have white out? Because on page one, I, I felt like a dude, and now I'm hey, back here on page three, and I'm feeling more vulnerable today. Right. So, so. <laughs> I swear. I can't. This world sucks so it's, much, man. It's just unbelievable. It really is. Mm, mm -mm. It really is incredible. Uh, and, you know... It's interesting again that that the the immigration thing has flared up again because I mean we've been talking about this for a really long time on the radio over well over twenty years uh, in in Houston it was the main topic almost every day yeah really but in twenty twenty three existing <clears throat> in this nation is like playing whack a mole with mm -hmm. with. You know, it's like what, how many fires with? 
yeah. must we put out at the same time? Yeah, that's really it's true. It's madness, man. It, it can is. we just concentrate on one front? No, no, no. No, because when Marxists take over, they seek to destroy. And by doing that, they throw every kind of chaos at you at a time. And here we are. And that's the difference between now and 20 years ago, is you could focus on immigration for a while because there weren't a million different things. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of changed after 2001, after 9-11. Uh, and then, you know, since then, since the Obama administration, a lot of a lot more things have changed because, as you mentioned, you got the Marxists to fight off all the time. Democrats have just become Marxists in large measure. That's what they are. And so, yeah, you're always trying to put out a fire somewhere because they're starting them all over the place. Um, also, the Biden a- Biden a- agency uh, has refused to cite research supporting potential natural gas stove bans. I swear, might be coming down the pike. See, see, another case. Another of, one. Let's see what else yeah. we can throw at these people. Right now, I know when they talked to the agency, though, didn't they say, "Yeah, we're not trying to ban gas stoves." Aren't you though? That's the recommendation from this group. And then when when Fox News reached out to him, like, hey, what kind of data are you going on? They're just like, oh, there's media reports. You should just look at media reports. No, I want to see some hard evidence that this is the end of the world by mm-hmm. having this natural gas. Somebody theorized it's another way of them trying to destroy our nation because apparently that's one thing we have a lot of is natural, natural gas. gas. Yes. A lot. And so, hey, look, yes. if we just make it so that it's verboten to actually use that. Since we can't, you know, actually stop that flow, mm-hmm. I, I swear. I mean, this he's Marxist, man. <sighs> Got a lot of irons in the fire. They <sighs> really do. All right, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, got some tweets here. Alpha7615 tweets, Dems will set the narrative that if Biden can't run because he had classified documents, then neither can Trump. Oh, my goodness. That Watch. is so it's true. It's going to happen. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Remember that point. Yep. Yes. Yeah, we should write that down. So, so in other words, they'll say, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. He has, he's disqualified because he has... Uh, so is Trump. Okay. That's what they'll do. You're absolutely right. Uh, fake Tyler Morgan tweets, if I had dementia and forgot that I kept classified documents... I'd be surprised when they <laughs> turned up in my papers, too. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Boy. Uh, is it Sons? Oh, Sons of Thunder 42. Uh, Joe built a wall around his beach house, mm-hmm. but not on the border. We see who matters to him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the pickled squirrel. Here's a fun exercise. Read the Mexican Constitution. See all the jobs that only native-born Mexicans are perm- permitted right. to do. I think there's something about owning property, too, yeah. isn't there? Uh-huh. With foreigners or owning property. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, the laws are much different. Rowdy introvert tweets, uh, can't the would-be immigrants looking to work in the U.S. just do so over Zoom? Was good enough for the pandemic. Should be good enough for the illegal immigration epidemic. Mm. By the way, regarding the we weren't really hacked and no, our government employee didn't click on a porn link to bring down air travel in America. Um, You know how we said Canada had an unrelated issue to deal with. Mm -hmm. Jeffy sent me a text this morning that says the UK had an unrelated issue as well. 
Um, and I, I'm looking online. I don't see a travel issue. I see that their postal service was hacked. Um, hmm. So I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's just uh, another isolated incident. Right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Did you uh, you see the fake doctor story on Twitter? That, uh, you know, the doctors, there's been four of them at least that they just found that have been tweeting about COVID restrictions and how great they are and we need to oh, socially no. distance and oh, we need to no. be careful and we need to be masked up They're and we need so the lockdowns and desperate. it has to happen. Uh, plus, last month, this Twitter doctor, Dr. Robert Honeyman, <laughs> lost their sister... Because those are apparently um, Dr. Robert Honeyman's pronouns. Oh, they, them, they, them. Okay. So they lost their sister to COVID. They wrote about it on Twitter and received dozens of condolences, 4,000 retweets, 43,000 likes. Exactly one month later, Mm. on December 12th, Honeyman wrote that another tragedy had befallen their family <laughs> sad to announce that my husband has entered into a coma after being in the hospital with covid so his sister just died okay now their i'm sorry their sister just died Thank you. now their husband is in a coma mm. the doctor is unsure if he'll come out that's not hmm. good uh this year has been the toughest of my life losing my sister to this virus this is the first time in my life I don't see light at the end of the tunnel. Oh. Again, the condolences and oh. well wishes. and Yeah, the one problem was Honeyman isn't real. Not an actual person. The transgender doctor of sociology and feminist studies with a, with a keen interest in poetry who used they, them pronouns was in fact a stock photo. <clears throat> uh, described on deposit photos as a royalty-free image site, and he he is uh, described in that as a smiling, happy, handsome Latino man outside. So he's he's outside in the picture with the headshot por- portrait. Uh, that's Doctor Honeyman. <laughs> they are so desperate <laughs> for this so narrative. Desperate. <clears throat> yeah. That's, uh, wow. The supposed, uh, supposedly comatose husband, uh, Dr. Patrick C. Honeyman, also fake, of course. Wait, two doctors in the, that are married? Yeah, they're both, wow. they were both doctors. Two incomes. Yeah. yeah. No kids. Two right, doctors' right. incomes. Probably doing really well. Right. You know, but then COVID ravages their family. Sure. Yeah. So. That's tragic. I hate to see that. Who was behind this? Do we know? We don't know. Yeah, we don't. I want, I want IP I, addresses and I want them now. I would love to find out. The two fake doctors whose accounts urged extreme caution about COVID were part of a network of at least four fake accounts that touted their ties to the LGBTQ plus community. Vocally advocated for mask wearing and social distancing and dished out criticism to those they felt were not taking the pandemic seriously. The Honeymans couldn't be reached for comment because they don't exist. Well, yeah, one of them's dead anyway. <laughs> right, right. So there's that. Well, the honeyman sister. Oh, the yeah. other guy was in a coma, so Oh, he, I misunderstood. I yeah. thought Oh, oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The the second Dr. Honeyman still has a chance to pull out of it. Yes. Yes, he could still make it. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Well, we're rooting for them. <sighs> so this was uncovered by uh Joshua Trainin. Hmm. A self-described gay writer pursuing a master's of fine arts at Bennington College. He saw Robert Honeyman's tweet about 
their husband being in a coma, noticed people he followed also followed them and then thought that, well, okay, they must be part of the LGBTQ plus academic community. Took him about 10 minutes of Googling before finding out that they were made up. Sure. That they weren't real. Right. That they were using stock photos. Unbelievable. And it was a scam. How many times have we been scammed on Twitter with this kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. I mean, if it's not all the time election related or some sort of uh, server farm or whatever. Yeah. In a foreign country. I, I'm telling you, this great work by this, um, you said this gay writer who yeah, got to the bottom nice of this. job. Okay, now here's your, here's your uh, second semester assignment there. Uh, it's uh, find out who's behind this because I guarantee you, you trace that back and it's a government office. That's what I, I was thinking. Too. I will put money on this. Yeah, it's somebody in the the administration, and they've probably been tasked with you know doing this kind of stuff to yeah to keep people freaked out about COVID nineteen so that they can push the masking again. I mean, the White House had a COVID censorship machine. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they did. How many people lost their lives because of? Posts that were taken down at the direction of this administration. I yeah. mean, we have been, we've as, as a people, American citizens, f- from our own government, we've been under attack now for years with this stuff. Yep. I mean, it, yeah, it, we have. It's it, seriously, if it's not, if it's not physically, it's uh, emotionally, economically, mm-hmm. socially. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no. They have come at us from all angles on this, and then they shut us down. They silence us when we dare speak out against this stuff that's happening to us. And that if we're forced to take a vaccine to keep our jobs, how dare you even question this vaccine? And oh my gosh, the stuff we have on the docket for today. This house of cards is about to crumble. 2023 is going to be a watershed year for this nation. This stuff is falling apart, and. God bless the families that have dealt with severe injury. Remember Maddie DeGary, who, who volunteered herself, uh, and now she lives her life with a feeding tube and can't use her legs? I mean, that's just one example of so many that, mm. that, that have been affected if they've even survived this thing. Mm. And you dare not talk about it, dare not question it. This thing's coming undone quickly, I feel. Well, I don't know what's on the other side, though. That's the problem. I know. That's the thing. But uh, there's another high school senior in every day. Every day, man. Every day we have multiple stories like this. High school senior dies of cardiac arrest after being found unresponsive in the bathroom after gym class. A high school senior. So what, 17, 18? Oh, he's 18. Jordan Brister. There he is. Oh, man. Uh, Died Sunday after suffering a cardiac arrest. On January 3rd, uh, during the school day at Amplis Academy in Las Vegas, he was found unresponsive in the school bathroom after attending gym class. Jeez. Lacey Cowley, a friend of Brister's family, who set up a GoFundMe page to help with funeral expenses, wrote that Brister suddenly and unexpectedly suffered cardiac arrest while at school with no explanation as to why. Right after gym class. Words cannot express what the Brister family is going through, and there will never be enough answers as to why this has happened. He was an amazing kid who loved life to the fullest, had plans of joining the military after graduating from high school. Mm -hmm. You know what's interesting is that we've had story after story. Not one of them 
has even mentioned the vaccine, which is surprising to me. Why? Why aren't you even bringing it up? I mean, as a possibility. Why don't you even consider the possibility? Put some pressure on the CDC, the Biden administration. Let's put some pressure on them to explain this stuff. These families know. These families know. And there are families uh, that are a part of trying to get this truth out there to seek justice for their loved ones. And, And I think that those kind of groups, sadly, are going to be growing in number as more and more families are affected by this and joining those ranks. Then we have this grandfather posted a picture of his granddaughter on Facebook uh, saying Taylor Wolston passed away in her sleep Look recently. So young. Another man. cardiac event? Yeah. I just... Dang it. You know, 16-year-olds don't just <laughs> die in their sleep. That just hasn't been a thing until recently. There's something going on. There's something that's just not right about this situation. Yeah, Don't look into it, though. Don't look into it. 16 years old. Yeah. 16. Yeah. The other kid was 18. That just doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we I remember on Monday we came in here and we had all these stories. And you and I were talking before the show. And I was going through a list of names that I had. And you had separate people that I hadn't heard of mm-hmm. that died suddenly that were young. And um, I think I said something like, man, it's almost like we need a segment every day mm-hmm. um, to, to deal with this, to go through these names. And in fact, I saw this story. Um, there's an NFL lineman now questioning the vaccine. I need to let's see. NFL lineman suggests COVID vaccines to blame after college player. Remember the uh, guy at Old Dominion over the weekend? Who yeah. collapsed. Yeah. And uh, he fun. survived. He survived. Yep. But and he I, collapsed on the court. Yeah. And I don't have the name of it. Demarcus Walker of the uh, Titans. Um, he said, oh, okay. So he responded to this news about the kid falling uh, on Twitter. And he said, it, it got to be the, these vaccines. So good. You know what? Mm-hmm. You need more people mm-hmm. because... For years now, it's been those of us on the right and talk radio, right, that have been that have been putting up the warning flags. Y- you got to get other other uh, parts of society speaking when, out against. When this, this keeps going on, when this keeps happening over and over and over and over and over, and you're going to have more in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and then is somebody right. is somebody going to address it? Then, I mean, you had Demar Demar Hamlin, who fortunately, thankfully. Uh, survived his ordeal, and and they sent him from uh, Cincinnati back to Buffalo. He was healthy enough to to go to a hospital in Buffalo, so he's closer he, to home now. Well, he was released from the hospital yesterday in Buffalo. Oh, he was. Yeah, good. So that's not cool. only is he out of the hospital in Cincinnati, but he's released in Buffalo as yeah, well. That's great. Oh, that's great. I love I love me some Demar Hamlin. Good news updates, man. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I like I said, man. I don't know. A year from now, what does this nation look like? Especially if know. this keeps happening. If it keeps happening, we're gonna be, they're going to have to admit something's going on. Well, I think the early stages of finger pointing began yesterday <clears throat> uh, <throat> with the FDA um, 
folks that the are, vaccine advisors, yeah, advisors, yeah, mm-hmm. disappointed yeah. and angry that early data about the new COVID nineteen booster shot wasn't presented for review last year, huh? So they approved the booster, huh. but they're like, man, y'all didn't give us enough data, so shame on you. I'm angry and frustrated. They're pissed at Moderna because mm-hmm. they didn't present a set of infection data on the company's new COVID-19 booster during meetings last year when the advisors discussed whether the shot should be authorized. Okay, well, it, ha- it has been. Uh, that data suggested the possibility that the updated booster might not be any more effective at preventing COVID-19 infections than the original shot. What? And it's exactly what we've found since they started doing the third and the fourth booster shots. The data was early and had many limitations, but several advisors told CNN that they were concerned about a lack of transparency. Huh. U.S. taxpayers spent nearly $5 billion on the new booster, which has been given to more than 48.2 million people in the U.S. <sighs> Pfizer uh, has updated their information, I guess, now. FDA authorizes Pfizer and Moderna. Oh, you know, that, that's the other thing. These, these, these panels, because you remember... There were all of these, uh, I used to get these notifications when they were going, okay, so are we going to approve it for this age group? We're going to approve it for this one. I remember getting this notification over and over again, like, oh, the panel has agreed to, you know, and then the FDA would, would make it official. Yes, give it to infants, you know, as young as six months old. Uh, only Western nation to do that, by the way. Um, and uh, I was like, who are the, I just, I didn't have enough, I guess, curiosity at the time to think, who's on this panel, right? These mm-hmm. panels that are approving these or, or their recommendations. And I saw this video. Uh, there was a court case. Uh, it's happening right now. And and the attorney was pressing this lady, and that was her gig. Like, she was an advisor. Uh, she was on these panels. And she was a former employee of Pfizer. Okay? So so you're independent. Because that's what he kept, he kept, he kept the lawyer kept pushing, like, Okay, so we're to believe this is an independent. She's like, yeah, we're totally independent. He's like, you, as recently, I forgot how recent, uh, you know, we're, we're getting paid by Pfizer. Well, I mean, that's accurate, but I'm independent. Oh, my gosh. Seriously? So we've got hmm. we've got people that, that worked for the big pharmaceutical companies making the recommendations to the FDA. Yep, looks good to me. I mean, it's madness. Come on, man. Wow, Keith, when did you get so cynical? Oh my gosh, uh, that probably goes back to, uh, there was this one moment when I was a kid, mm-hmm. Yeah. and uh, do you mm. have a couch in here? <laughs> yeah. No, we don't anymore, I gotta talk we used to, to have about, a really cool yeah, orange couch, an and orange we don't couch, have it anymore. Yeah, I gotta talk to you about my dad, no. Uh, <laughs> it's, talking, a, it's impossible not to be cynical now, sir, I, isn't it? Like, it's I, impossible. How do you... <sighs> Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. My brain is exploding right now. The CIA, right? It comes mm-hmm. out, you know, Tucker Carlson had that, uh, he was quoting a guy who had seen the, uh, the, the, the documents that basically say, yes, the CIA killed JFK, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, just take that one singular fact alone that your government killed a sitting president. Most likely. How do you trust anything they say to you under any circumstance? You can trust them with your life? You want them nope. to run your health care after nope. they've spent the last two years setting you up for, I don't know, death? Nope. Don't treat COVID with something that works, but but definitely roll up your, your sleeve and take this shot that'll probably yeah. kill you. Yeah, the, 
the ivermectin, which they <laughs> they knew, they knew was effective against this. How can it's you? great at, at being an antiviral agent. Thank you, Pat Gray. And welcome to it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat unleashed on Twitter. So the uh, vaccine is great. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. It's you know, great. As long as you couple it with mask wearing. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah, my bad. You know, I mean, <laughs> sure, there's no study on earth that's ever been done to find that they're e- effective. But that doesn't stop you from wearing them. Yeah, but who said that? Some crazy uh, right-winger? Uh, Dr. Ja Who's that said guy? that. He's uh, he's with the Biden administration. Uh, There's he's... no study in the world that shows <laughs> yeah. that masks work that nice well. Job, so you're never going to get the kind of benefit from mandatory year-round masking huh. as you would wow. from making substantial improvements in indoor air. Mm. All right, thank you. Dr. Ashish Ja. thank you. The White House, put, it, put that up again, if you would, for just a... a a second there, and he's the COVID nineteen no the, the advisor. Biden, Biden administration, yep. White House, TOD COVID. He's the top top COVID advisor. Yeah, so it's he's T-O-P. running. He's running the mm-hmm. uh, the show there with top with, COVID uh, advisor for Joe Biden and his administration. If you're in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and you Jeez. have a child enrolled in school there, um, mm-hmm. and they're forced to wear masks over the next two weeks, uh, this might be your signal to. Finally, pull your kid out and try homeschooling. I mean, you seriously want to go down yeah. this road mm-hmm. with with that? By the way, uh, uh, what was it? How was it? A million? I forgot what the number was, but it was just huge, massive amount of 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 American families who have now switched to homeschooling since the pandemic. Oh, it's yeah, and, and you know, bet it's more than that. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> This is a great opportunity, not only to get them away from these COVID restrictions and wearing masks again in places like Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. get them out from this CRT and this trans insanity. Mm-hmm. I, I was just, I was, I was just thinking the other day. You know, your homeschool parents or those that are considering it, maybe you're worried that you can't handle math, or you know, I don't know how to teach my kid math, or whatever. You know, it's like God didn't put your kids in your care to make sure they could do a quadratic equation. He put them under your care so you could protect their souls. So, you know what? Even if they stare at a wall all day, they're going to come out ahead compared to where they are in a public school. Come on now. And listen to this statistic. Just to put a fine point on the exclamation mark, (laughs) uh, there's a new poll that shows a staggeringly low percentage of adults in the Gen Z generation. Why? Public school. Who uh, express pride in being Americans. You know what the percentage is? 16% of Gen Z kids are proud of being Americans. 16%. That's a devastating number. All-time low. All to, I mean, by far an all-time low. Now, this is a huge leftist accomplishment. Uh, it certainly isn't the right preaching anti-American propaganda to our kids. It's leftists in the school system. They teach all the negatives from American history without putting anything into context for them. They focus on our imperfections and our mistakes without any balance or, again, teaching how and why these things happened. And not only who, how and why, but who did it? 
Who did it? Who's responsible for the things that happened? <laughs> Leftists! Every single thing that they scream about, cry about, agonize over, it's all leftists. All of it. Uh, slavery? Democrats. It was Republicans and Christians who finally put an end to it in this country. It was Democrats, it was leftists who kept it going so long. The civil rights being uh, squashed in the South. Democrats, leftists. The fight against civil rights in the 1950s, all the way to 1964. Democrats, leftists. <laughs> I mean, every every ill in our society, pretty much, comes right down to that. Uh, it's not the right doing it. So anyway, th- this is why it's happening. By contrast, so you got 16% from Gen Z... Uh, Generation X and baby boomers overwhelmingly expressed pride in America. 54% for Generation X should be higher than that. 73% for baby boomers should be higher than that. But, I mean, from 73 and 54% down to 16%, that's incredible. It's incredible. And it's because of what they're being taught about America in schools. And by Hollywood, for that matter. But uh, speaking of the lack of transparency as we were with the vaccines a minute ago, a Pfizer whistleblower sat down with Project Veritas and had some pretty interesting things to say. Check this out. I work at a pharmaceutical company. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just believe in research and science. In this database, you came across a chain of emails discussing fetal tissue and the COVID vaccine. Vanessa Gelman, who works in Washington, D.C., is Senior Director of Worldwide Research. The question came up as an inquiry to our MedInfo group. They're asking, quote, did Pfizer make use of a cell line from an aborted fetus? They want you to leave out the highlighted part, which is the one or more cell lines with an origin that can be traced back to human fetal tissue has been used in laboratory tests associated with the vaccine program. And here we have your badge. You are an employee of Pfizer? I work at the McPherson, Kansas plant. Um, It's one of the biggest plants in the operation of Pfizer. We produce some of the most units. This message from Vanessa Gilman. From the perspective of corporate affairs, we want to avoid having the information on the fetal cell lines floating out there. We believe that the risk of communicating this right now outweighs any potential benefit that we could see, particularly with general members of the public who may take this information and use it in ways we may not want it out there. We have not received any questions from policymakers or media on this issue in the last few weeks, so we want to avoid raising this if possible. Wow. We believe that the risk of communicating this right now outweighs any potential benefit we could see. They ought to put that on American currency. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Oh, gosh. Uh, And she's doing this right out in the open. Mm -hmm. That's not even... You know, undercover stuff yeah. from Project Veritas. I'm telling you, man, it's a house of cards. It's coming down. Yeah. yeah, it's starting to crumble. We're starting to see how we've ended up at the place we are right now. And it's because of Pfizer and Moderna's secrecy about this stuff. Well, yeah. And, and with they knew better than this. Willing accomplishments, uh, accomplices in the U.S. federal government. Um, sure. Making sure that the message is loud and clear. 
and uh, and that any opposing message is silenced immediately online. So there's that. And then somebody sent us this clip of uh, a Dr. Ryan Cole discussing concerns for pregnant women. Yeah, remember how they made pregnant women? Remember all these women early on were saying, hey, my cycle's being affected. What's going oh, on here? Oh, it's right? silly. Oh, it was, I mean, they, That's ridiculous. they were ripped to shreds. How oh, yeah. could you even say that? No, not a chance. Yeah, and, and then all these, mm-hmm. we had the stats on miscarriages. It was so heartbreaking. And now, check this. Corporate interest, you bet. So if you follow the money instead of what should have been done for humanity, there should have been, as you may have heard me say today on stage, truth, Plus transparency equals trust. Did we get the truth from any of these uh, these companies? No. No. Were they transparent? Were our government agencies transparent? Mm, Absolutely no. not. Now that we see that data rolling out, where's our level mm. of trust? We see how much they lied to us in the truth and the transparency category. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is they're destroying the public's trust, not only now, but into the future yep. Yep. of yep. these types of agencies. This all needs to change. Any medical product, any vaccine needs an independent outside review board that has no government interest and no industry interest to be the <laughs> truth teller from the outside looking in, an independent, non-biased third party. That didn't happen here. Why do they say, oh, gosh, you know, we thought it was safe for pregnant women. Pfizer's data already said on page 67, bottom of the page, it says don't have skin contact with, don't be in the same room with, essentially don't breathe. If you've been vaccinated, avoid a pregnant woman for a month. I mean, their data said they knew it, buried, buried, buried in their long (laughs) application, but they knew there were risks to pregnant women. Wow. And yet they pushed forward this narrative of, oh, a shot in every arm. Go for it. If you've been vaccinated, stay away from a pregnant woman for a month. Boy, that really... Obviously, the spike protein. Lends credence to Uh, spike protein. Another thing they said, oh, look at your tinfoil hat. Wow. Jeffy, do the show from Zoom from home tomorrow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. I just, Man. And, and that's also a failure. The, first of all, that's Pfizer um, mm-hmm. bearing the information and saying, look, you know what? You're just going to have to get it out of us. We're not going to come out here and just, you know, make a have a press conference warning pregnant women about that. That's why they wanted to wait 75 years exactly. before any of this was released. That and shame on our elected officials <clears throat> who... Never called them on this. Instead, just let, you know, I mean, a couple of them here and there. But for the most part, folks have been out on social media, you know, like screaming in the wilderness. Hey, look over here. Oh, uh-huh. shut that account down. It's incredible. Yeah. It's really incredible. Uh, let's go to Pamela in Oklahoma. Hey, Pamela, you're on the blaze. Hi, Hi how are you? Good. Um. Yes, we were, we moved from Massachusetts to Oklahoma, um, and Massachusetts does not like homeschooling. It's one of the strictest oh, I bet. states for homeschooling. Yeah, I bet. Did you? Uh, were you trying to homeschool in Massachusetts? Yes, we were. And, and what do they, they do? Wanted... What are, do they have to see your work and all that? Oh, you you can't do like homeschool. Homeschool. It has to be like an online homeschool. They want your kids to be still vaccinated. Mm. Um, it's, wow. It's awful. And so things are better in Oklahoma then? Yes, we love it in Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, uh, Pamela. It, you know, there are, there are a lot of states that are uh, friendly towards homeschooling. 
And then there are some that, you know, are kind of ambivalent about it. They're just, they're okay with it, sort of, but they don't really appreciate it. And and you can't use our facilities if you're going to do that. Texas is among those. Um, you know, you're paying the taxes, mm-hmm. the incredibly high property tax. It goes to the schools, but you can't use any of the extracurricular activities. Yeah, and just be careful. Pisses me off. They try to... Uh, yeah, I know. Be careful what you <laughs> wish for, yeah. because then they'll start... Yeah, you know, they'll say, getting into your business. Yeah, yeah. You can use our facility, but we're just going to need you to show us your kids' test grades and have them. Right. Uh, okay. Which we had to do when we first started in mm-hmm. Maryland, uh, in Baltimore, that you had to show the state your work. You had to meet with them once a year. And then you had to show them your curriculum, tell them what you're doing. Here's the test scores. Here's what the kids are doing. And then they go over all that. Well, it's none of your business. Yeah, well, that's what they're doing to give you access to these facilities, too, yeah. now. I right. mean, it's... <laughs> uh, <sighs> it's just I know mm, I know mm. I, I mean, love paying taxes though myself yeah I'm oh, so yeah. patriotic I love uh, paying great. into a system that I don't use speaking of which um, speaking of taxes did you see that the Republicans proposed a bill that would eliminate the IRS and the national income tax <laughs> they proposed a bill did they yeah yeah huh. yeah because they know it won't pass Exactly. In the Senate. I, I'm telling Let's you, man. Let's see if they do this in two years if right. we get the Senate back. That's all I've been thinking of this then last week. Then you do week. it. That's what I've been thinking of this in whole week. Thinking, man, this there's some off. really great stuff. Uh, remember when you had the presidency, mm-hmm. the House, and the Senate? And you could have done any of that? <laughs> so Well, we've got new people now, so <laughs> we'll do that now. Will you? Uh-huh. Let's see. In 2024, it's going to be fascinating to see if they bring this up again. Because it's not going to pass. I mean, to pass the House. It's not going to pass the Senate. And it won't go into law. So let's see what happens in two years. Yeah, we got the uh, the House resolution. I don't know where that stands. Um, I forgot how much money it was. Was it $10 million? I don't know. But um, it was. Uh, it's going to be a bust. They want a bust uh, of... Uh, in the capital of guess who? Guess who? Who would you think that I'd be sitting over here pissed off that they're thinking about uh, funding a a bust of uh, one individual right now? Oh, here it is. Uh, how much is it? Let's see here. Ah, it doesn't say. Well, anyway, it's uh, Vladimir Zelensky at the U.S. Capitol. <laughs> what? Resolved that the House of Representatives directs uh, a oh fine arts gosh. board to obtain a bust of the president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, for display in a suitable permanent location in the House of Representatives wing of the United States Capitol. Gotta be kidding me. I forget how many millions it was, because it wasn't uh, cheap. And unreal. I don't think it's passed yet. Uh, it better I not. not. I don't know where that stands. It better not. I know. Help us, man. What is up? Unreal. All right, let me tell you about Tommy John. Uh, best underwear you can possibly put on. Mm-hmm. Uh, best loungewear you can ever put on. You're going to love this stuff. Uh, we certainly do. Mm-hmm. Winter mornings can be brutal. So here's my tip for tackling uh, the day in comfort. Grab new Tommy John loungewear, and uh, you'll be cozy wherever you go. So Seriously. comfortable. So Soft and, and that's the so thing. It's the thing you, you talk about how it's it's helpful on cold winter mornings. I'm telling you, you're in the middle of the summer. Yeah, it doesn't matter what season doesn't matter. it is. They are so comfortable. Really true. Tommy John loungewear, pajamas, and underwear have dozens of comfort innovations. The luxuriously soft uh, tri blend and micro modal 
fabrics with four-way stretch. I mean, the good stuff. Just so comfortable. Um, I love it. And I really think you will, too. Get 20% off right now. Get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Unleashed. 20% off right now. TommyJohn.com slash Unleashed. See the site for details. Pat Gray Unleashed. We'll be right back after this. Got some tweets here. Uh, Vax insured honeybee. Wait, tweets. Vax injured. Oh, yeah, not insured. Yeah. That would be stupid. Oh, I wonder if there's going to be a new injured market honeybee. for that. You know, get... Honeybees that are injured by the vaccine? No, 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 no. I, you, you said insured at first? Yeah. What is going to be oh. special insurance for... I don't know. Just for bees? Uh, th- no, not for bees. For humans. I just this world is about to be flipped upside down. Yeah. Uh, only sixteen percent of Gen Z having pride in America makes sense to me. The left hates America by default, and the right hates what the left has turned America into. I'm actually kind of shocked the number is that high. Uh, let's see. Unsecured classified giblets. <laughs> Parents applying for permission to homeschool. Uh, should use the Common Core standard. Sure, it's wrong, but here's my work. Yes. It's genius. I like it. Uh, all right, let's go to Jessica in Massachusetts. Hey, Jessica, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Um, I, li- li- I homeschooled my children in Massachusetts. I don't know if the law has changed in a year because my daughter just finished and is going for her GED actually today. Um, but Massachusetts really isn't that difficult to homeschool. I don't know if it's different by counties mm. or something, but I literally mm. had to just inform the superintendent I was homeschooling. They asked you to keep your work, and that's it. And if they want to see it, you have to provide it. That was the only issues that I had to deal with. with you, you've never had never to show it to them, though? That. No, never. They no. never asked to see huh. it. And I literally moved from Massachusetts, came back, and COVID started. So my kids were we came back and i hadn't gotten them back into school yet covid started and i was just like well they're not doing anything so i'm just going to homeschool you and i had to go to the district later on to get a permit for my daughter to work and nobody said anything there wasn't even any issue and i never even informed them wow so i'm not sure that's encouraging people say all the time that massachusetts is so hard and half the time the things they say are never had to deal with are you in I western mean, I massachusetts I, what side of massachusetts? i am in central mass worcester county hmm. so hmm. Um, you might you might have something uh, to your theory about it being county by county then yeah i mean i hate the state i'm moving in two months to florida i mean the state <laughs> has a lot of issues but, uh, but wait you just told us one how of them. great it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah well good luck so you're going to florida where there's no state income tax Yes. Yes. No state income tax, nice weather, mm-hmm. and way more work for construction, which my husband is uh, in. So. Yeah. All right. Well, and good just luck. A side note. Uh huh. Yeah. Daylight saving times is way better than standard time. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> well, you do. Well, when it gets dark at four o'clock where you live, it really stinks. But, well, yeah. I I kind of like that, but you know, I'm from the north, and that's what I was used to growing up. So, um, but you're you're gonna win that argument anyway. That's that's probably what they're gonna do is stick with standard time or or daylight savings time. I think they're gonna go daylight savings so. forever. But I uh, hope so. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Jessica. But I that's supposed to come up, I think, in March. 
Although, did the Senate pass it? I don't think the I Senate did. I am so confused. One of the houses did not pass it. Well, it was Marco Rubio's bill, so it must have gone through the must Senate have gone first. To, must, yeah, okay. Maybe it's the House that hasn't passed it. Uh, where do know. we stand on that? I don't know. Because I I think that the rule that the law was that they're going to stay with uh, daylight savings year-round. But somebody didn't pass it. I think that's so. That the means deal. it's going to stay bright. We're going to have the summertime sunlight rules. Is that what you mean? Yes. So people like you and I who are trying to go to bed. Why is it so yes. bright outside? Turn off the light. Right. Oh no. Yep. Year round. <laughs> Year round with no going back. Now I that could happen this spring, but I don't think it's going to. Well, here's an article from the Dallas Morning News, so I guarantee you the pop-up ad asking me to subscribe will come around in about three seconds, but it just says that uh, the headline was, uh, Will Congress Make Daylight Saving Permanent in 2023? With unanimous Senate passage in March of 2022, the concept was already halfway to becoming law. So, yeah, it's not a done deal. Yeah, it's only halfway to becoming law. That's the thing. So, there you go. There you have it. Neat. That's what I thought. Uh, yesterday, most Democrats in the House voted against, this is incredible, an official resolution condemning the recent um, attacks on pro-life facilities, oh, groups, gosh. charities. They voted against condemning them. So you're okay with them being that. attacked? Look at this, man. Is, is that what? How do you not condemn this? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look at this stuff. Look at that. That's all we're asking you to do is just say it's bad, okay? Mm, just, yeah. Can you, can you get, go that. on record of saying this is not acceptable? No. They they can't. They won't. Mm. Amazing. So, that, so Democrats voted against that yesterday, and they also voted against 210 Democrats. Yeah, this is so almost all of them. 210. Voted against the Born Alive bill. That would that would force healthcare providers to provide care mm. to babies who were born alive. So the, I'm sure they had uh, good during reasons. a failed abortion. They had good reasons, right? Yeah. Oh no. Oh. Uh, they don't. Let's no, they don't. But here's, I guess, Jerry Nadler's oh, reasoning for oh. voting against it. Oh, Nadler. The problem with this bill is not that it makes anything that it is not that it provides any new protections for infants. The problem with this bill is that it endangers some infants by stating that that infant must immediately be brought to the hospital. What the where, hell? Depending on the circumstances, what? that may be the right thing to do it for the no health and survival of that infant. What are or you it may talking not. about? That is the problem with this bill. It, it, it um, absurd. Uh, directs that's, and, and that's, uh, mandates that is absurd. a certain medical care it doesn't even which make may sense. not be appropriate, the which may is? be in danger the life of an infant in certain circumstances. Why do you care? That's why we oppose this bill. Not you that's wanted the baby to die bizarre. anyway. Absolutely bizarre. It me There's absolutely no reason not to render medical care to a baby who's born alive during an abortion. That's what he's saying. Yeah. There's no reason for that. That is unbelievable. Uh, uh, it's just that they're death ghouls. Yes, that's exactly what they are. It's a death cult. <laughs> they're ghouls, and uh, death ghouls is just a good phrase for them because <laughs> uh, that's exactly what they are. They don't make sense. They just enjoy death of babies. This is Pat Gray. Welcome. Pat Gray Unleashed, 888 900 Also, uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. 
Uh, we want to spend a little more time going over what in the world <laughs> it was Jerry Nadler was trying to say about the Born Alive bill. <laughs> this is like if you've taken a pill, one of the abortion pills, are you 486, and it somehow doesn't kill the fetus, and the baby is born alive, uh, should you administer medical care to that baby? Because sometimes they don't. So wait, uh, are you 486? That's early on, though, right? I mean, that's that's uh, like, uh, isn't that the morning after? They do it, they, yeah, but okay. I think it can happen later. Because the reason I'm asking is, in most cases, right, if you're going in for an abortion, it's with an abortion provider, right? Yeah. If the baby's going to be at the point where it's viable and can live, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, you've gone to a, quote, medical professional that should have the means and the ability to care for that child if put in that position should you would think i mean yeah if the baby's going to be born alive it has to be i i think they've lived at 21 weeks is it 21 uh 20 or 21 weeks i think is the youngest that has been born alive but why would you not right. why would you not support providing that baby with medical care because the the my body my choice stuff is completely moot at that point. 21 weeks, yeah. It doesn't make any sense because there's no reason not to care for the baby and then put it up for adoption. Yeah. and the, and the, Why would you not? I don't even understand. I wouldn't even call it mental gymnastics that Democratic representatives were, were performing yesterday. Um, it, it's just their arguments were just incoherent. Yeah. Play what Nadler <laughs> said again. It's bizarre. The problem with this bill... Taking care of kids that is are not born alive. <clears throat> that it makes anything that it is not that it provides any new protections for infants. The problem with this bill is that it endangers some infants by stating that that infant must immediately be brought to the hospital, where, depending on the circumstances, where? that may be the right thing to do for the health and survival of that infant, what? or it may not. Pause it for a second. That is Why, the problem with if you take baby. a baby to a hospital, uh-huh. how is that the wrong thing to do? Why would that be the wrong thing? What, are they going to kill the baby at the hospital? That's asinine. What are you talking about? Yeah. First of all, if you're giving birth to a, a baby that is viable, uh, you're probably not at home to begin with, right? right? right. You're at the hospital. And at that point, we're not talking about... Is abortion know. legal or should it be legal or illegal? We're saying, okay. It has nothing to do with that. The baby survived it. Right. Now you're compelled to care for it. Oh, my gosh. That's so bad. I, weird. It is so weird. And d- how dare you think a hospital is the best place for the child? I swear these people make what no are you talking sense. about? We are literally speaking two different languages in this nation. So a baby shows up at the hospital and they're like, well, what are we going to do with that, Bob? I don't know, Bill. You kill it? Why would he? What would happen if you send it to the hospital? Yeah. I I don't get it. You know. I don't understand it. Uh, uh, Congressman Shikowsky, uh was was also uh, stating some kind of bizarre. I don't understand any of these people. Reasoning behind Let's not see. voting for this bill Let's as well. Let's see what she said. Here's what she said. <laughs> But the, the law that you have provided on the Republican side actually can create more harm. It requires what? immediately taking a struggling baby to a hospital 
that hospital could be hours away <laughs> and could be detrimental to the life of that baby. In this is coherent. nothing more what? than the part of the effort to make abortion illegal nationally this in this no country. Sense. No, it, it has I nothing object, to Okay. And I, have, I, I can't listen no to any more garbage. It has nothing to do with abortion. You've already tried the abortion, didn't work. Mm-hmm. The baby's born alive. Mm-hmm. So now abortion's out the window. Because yeah. the baby is outside the mother now. Now the baby is a separate entity. I just don't understand the Which, reasoning at all. It was inside the womb, too. But mm-hmm. I, I don't, yeah. yeah. It might be hours away. <laughs> what huh. is that? I don't know. Uh, where would you be? So you're like in a field. You're giving birth in a field in Iowa? Or uh, that's probably not remote enough. Iowa is not remote enough to be hours and hours away from a hospital. Their exam, their hypotheticals are are just so irrelevant. If you left, and couldn't you address that in the bill? Like, if you're too far from a hospital um, and you've got a doctor on scene or somebody can take care of the baby, please do it there. Could you not do that if you're, you know, if you're not within two hours of a hospital? I think you could make some provisions for that. Well, Full Pants Nadler just said, I mean, that could be doing more harm if you take it to a hospital. <laughs> I just, I don't understand what they're even trying to say. I, I don't. I and don't and I honestly, I do try to, mm-hmm. I, I, I believe it or not, I do try to see it from their perspective on issues like this. Uh, and I just, and I usually just come up completely short, you know, I mean. They, but especially on this but one. But on this one, I'm like, bizarre. I can't even see the other end of the argument. <laughs> Whatever, man, these people. Help us. The worst. Yeah. You know, they're just a death cult. That's what they are. Yep. And if if they can't kill the baby, they're just not happy. (laughs) They're just, I think they're proving this right now. Mm Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it got shot down, right? I mean, it did not pass. Oh, it passed. It oh, passed. it did pass. Yeah. Okay, good. It just got, like... Maybe... It just had 210 Democrats yeah, vote so, against so it. So, how many Democrats would that be for? Like, three? Is that where we're at, I think? Isn't that the number? Were there that many? There were a few, I think, that voted for it. How about that? Yeah, let's see here. Jeez. So, it's going to go to the House, though. And, I mean, the Senate. Senate. It's going to well, go from the House just, to the Senate. That's just it. You know, it's not like and Chuck Schumer's going to go, oh, yeah, we're totally going to get to the born alive bill over here. And this is what mm-hmm. is so frustrating. I'm not trying to diminish the fact that I'm glad that the Republican Party is in charge of the House of Representatives. But it's just when we score these victories, these pro-life, smaller government victories, it's it's just a, oh, neat. It's meaningless because, because the Senate's not going to do anything. Because when you guys had... The presidency, the mm-hmm. House, and the mm-hmm. Senate, you weren't nearly as bold, which is exactly why those 20 <clears throat> individuals stood up yep. and said no. And when they didn't have uh, both the Senate and the House, do you remember how bold they were about uh, Obamacare? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to stop Obamacare. We voted 63 times against it. And then when they had <laughs> when they had total control of the of Congress, they did nothing. Yeah, yeah, and it actually, and if you recall, it came down to that late night vo- vote, and one Republican made the difference. His name was John McCain. John McCain. The famous video on C-SPAN of him going, mm, "Boom, thumb down." Mm-hmm. I'm sure that uh, he was using uh, Obamacare in his last days. Yeah, hmm? yeah. right, right. Oh, sure, okay. of course. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no question about that. Jeez. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, you know, did, I don't know that we've spent enough time on the fifty four million dollars in Chinese gift uh, in Chinese gifts that have been donated to the Biden Center at uh, at the University of Pennsylvania. Fifty four million dollars from China going to that center. Why? I, I, does anybody find that unusual? Sounds like a front. Interesting. Problematic. Uh, yeah, it does sound like a front. And again, for the millionth, millionth time, if it was Donald Trump receiving money from Russia or China, can you imagine the outcry there would be? But in this case, yeah, nobody cares. I guess nobody cares. But we should care. I mean, there, you know, the amount of money going to uh, the University of Pennsylvania in foreign donations has been really pretty staggering. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking for the chart. I just, yeah, I had a chart and I don't well, see it. While now. you're looking for that, I just remember it's $54 million in donations, 22 million from of China. those. Yeah, from mm-hmm. China. 22 million of those were from anonymous donors, and 14.8 million, that was from one anonymous donor. You know, there's a China Hunter mm. Biden link there, and, and having these classified yes. documents forgotten there is what may be the thread to pull to finally bring this thing down. We'll see. And that's just it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how invested the you're about to know. You you will know in the next 6 8 weeks uh if uh how how invested in Biden 2024 the Democrat party is. To see how they defend all of these things that that not only from this this classified document stuff, but all of the how how rigorous of a defense are they going to put up when the House of Representatives, run by Republicans, start doing these investigations? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you broke that down. The Ivy League uh, institution, Penn University of Pennsylvania, fifteen point eight million in anonymous, oh, anonymous Chinese gifts, uh, and one fourteen point five million dollar donation in May twenty eighteen, three months after the center opened. That's amazing. I'm telling you. That is amazing. It's a front. It is a conduit from communist China to the Biden family. I think we have found. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think what this is, I think we may look back on this um, revelation of classified documents as almost being the tape on the door at the Watergate Hotel. That ends up, Mm. you know, bringing Mm -hmm. Nixon down and all this stuff. I think some somebody forgot those were there. Years later, and that's what ends up. Uh, that's that's going to be. I'm looking forward to Jim Jordan talking about this specifically. Yeah, and you might want to include Harvard uh, in your investigation as well. <laughs> if you're in the House of Reps, uh, they got 75 million dollars during the same period, and Yale got 43.5 million from China, <laughs> all from China. I think we're seeing what's happened what to the Ivy on? League schools. Right, we sure are. Uh, there's no question about that. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, by the way, there was one Democrat that voted for that uh, uh, Born Alive bill. Only one. It was Representative uh, Henry Cuellar uh, of Texas. 
And uh, mm. yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And yeah, then uh, Representative huh. Vicente Gonzalez of Texas voted present. So you got one for life and one that just said, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, that's bizarre. <laughs> that is bizarre, isn't it? Wow. You don't have the giblets to vote for that bill? Right. And Come I on. can understand voting present to manipulate the uh, the majority need and all that stuff in the uh, House of uh, the Speaker of the House vote, right? You know? Yes. But you're, you're yeah. voting present on a, are you on a born alive for bill? a baby living or again? Just say yes or no. It can't be that tough, no, can it? No, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. That should be good enough. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not. Oh, 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 did you see, though, that it's official that uh, Schiff, Swalwell, and Omar <laughs> off their committee seats? So that's a done deal. It is f- official now. Yeah, yeah. So okay. that's good. And also, good. if you were to happen to call, um, I don't know if you have the picture from Monday uh, that my daughter noticed during the uh, the Speaker of the House vote, Dan Crenshaw's bloody knuckle. If you call his office now... Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they give a stock uh, stock answer because his office has been flooded with calls about, hey, what what, what was up with his uh, bloody knuckle there on Friday night? Um, his staff uh, is telling callers that Dan, quote, punched a punching bag, end quote. <clears throat> he punched a punching bag. The bare knuckles, bro? I mean, wow, mm. you're huh. tough like nails, I guess, yeah. huh? Yeah, uh, okay. It's you. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I guess I'd like huh. to know where the punching bag was. Is it in the office? Guy's got anger issues. It's pretty uh, obvious. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Colleen in Florida. Hey, Colleen, you're on the Blaze. Hi. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How morning. are you? Mm-hmm. Good. Greetings from the free state of Florida. Yeah. I have a story. My husband and I are both in healthcare. I've been a nurse for 40 years. And when the COVID shot mandate came in for hospital employees, despite the fact that my husband already had COVID and had uh, recorded antibodies, they were forcing him to get the shot. And about mm. a week or so after he did, um, I got sick. I got a really bad case of COVID. So Dr. Cole's um, assessment of the vaccine shedding is actually really real. I was sick as caca. Wow. So, so you, yeah. you think, I, yeah, you think you got it from your husband's spike uh, protein. Correct. Right. Correct. The shedding is absolutely real. And, you know, being a nurse, um, you know, I did my own research as well. And uh, so now we're in Florida. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We don't have anything. We don't have to deal with that. But, yeah, I got really, really sick. Missed Christmas last year with my 84-year-old parents and all. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a true story, unfortunately. Did you? So so you did not get the vaccine, though, eventually, right? No, sir. Yeah. No. Mm Mm-mm. Don't no. blame you. And I, I was, I, you know, and he already had the antibodies. And I was like, if this injection harms you because you've already got antibodies and they're giving you more of the spike protein, mm-hmm. um, I was not going to be very happy. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, I, I did fine. I already, I had gotten my ivermectin early. Hmm. I was prepared and I was, um, Mainlining vitamin D, so yeah. I did pretty well. Yeah, okay. So the yeah. ivermectin did help, though. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I was, I was uh, my late fifties at the time. So yeah. there were, yeah. uh, there are a lot of doctors who would not, who would not prescribe ivermectin. Did you have any problem no, getting went, it? No, I went to it's an outfit called Seven Cells, 
And it's a, basically a compounding pharmacy. It cost a lot of money. Yeah. But I was glad that I had it because of my age. I was prepared. Yeah. Well, good for you. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's our story. Thanks. Appreciate it, Colleen. I'm glad, glad it worked out for you because... Um, you know, didn't didn't you have trouble getting it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There was yeah. only one pharmacy in all of Metro Dallas, and it was an hour from where I live. And now, come to where find, you could get ivermectin. Yeah, where you can get ivermectin filled from <clears throat> from a doctor. Uh, but but now, thankfully, as things have gotten better, mm-hmm. uh, there are more pharmacies that prescribe it uh, that will fill that prescription. Interesting. In Dallas Fort Worth, um, to my knowledge, there are uh, we're up to two. Up to two pharmacies now. <laughs> oh, so things have really, so, really, like, I mean, freedom. doubled. It's Pat, doubled the places that free, that will give it. Freedom's on the march. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two. So, but wow. uh, honestly, I think ivermectin is just part of reality now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in my non-medically based opinion, um, since I'm not a doctor, but I'll tell you what, what I think is wise for people is just to keep it on hand for the rest of your life. Okay. Because Just in case, co- yeah. because COVID is yeah, yeah. is going to be a part of our reality. It is. Why not leave ivermectin on the mm-hmm. shelf? It is, and we see that right now with with China having you know uh, a ton of infections again, and doing lockdowns again, and so are we letting them fly into the country, or if they test negative, they can fly into the country, and it, it's gonna it's gonna flare up here again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just will. And if not this year, then some other time. And and may I just throw this out there as a tip? Um, you might want to find a doctor uh, because um, uh, you can you can take it as a, I forgot what the word is. I don't know if it's preventative or whatever. But basically, you know, there's a school of thought that says you should take it every day. I'm again, I'm not suggesting this. I'm saying, but that is get your prescriptions. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that's reasonable. Keep just a, have it just in, a, in case. In a dark, cool place. Yeah. Just keep it mm-hmm. around and then see what happens. And then you're ready. Maybe you'll never have to take it. Yeah, then then you great. don't have to, when you feel so crappy, mm-hmm. which COVID has kicked my butt twice, mm-hmm. I don't want to be running around and making phone calls and having mm-hmm. doctor's appointments. No. COVID is a part of life. No, I'm not going to test for it. If I think I have it, I'll pop an ivermectin, and you know what? I feel great. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> and they did studies now we're finding out that showed that <laughs> ivermectin would be effective. Do we have the clip? Do you want to revisit from Thursday's overtime? Uh-huh. You remember the, the doctor who told us, he said, look, Fauci and everybody knew from previous COVID uh uh, that that this was going to be a thing. Yeah. Do we have and, that guy? The ivermectin. Do we have that? I don't know. It was last Thursday's overtime. That's all I know. And it was the ivermectin doctor who said, we totally knew this was what mm-hmm. we needed to have uh, mm-hmm. ready. Anyway. If Why? Because have... it's an antiviral. Right. We knew it, that the next time this came around. So when they come around and they say, well, it's horse paste. No. Mm-hmm. No, it isn't. We're talking about the human version of the... Of the uh, of the drug, which won a Nobel Prize for medicine, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's effective. It's been proven effective. It's an antiviral agent. Yeah, this, it kills viruses. This clip will anger you. She's All right. got it. Important want. thing to realize is that North American science spent 15 years <laughs> figuring out what to do with the next COVID. 
It was back 2002, 2003, the original SARS-CoV-1 occurred. And so all sorts of experiments went on to determine what would be a useful response were something similar to occur. And the research was done. It was research was all done by 2015, 2016. And DARPA, D-A-R-P-A, the American research arm of the U.S. military, it specifically knew and specifically recommended and passed the information on to the CDC that ivermectin in particular was the absolute number one product to be used in that. the event of a coronavirus oh my gosh. pandemic. Oh my gosh. It was fully known that ivermectin and certainly hydroxychloroquine oh. as well were oh. highly antiviral and mm. immune modulatory. And those two things were the key to modulate the immune response mm. plus to be antiviral as well. Those elements were both totally proven in vitro and in vivo Jeez. with animals so that it was known. And of course, we knew it was completely safe for humans because these medications have been used for 35 to 40 years mm. in humans. Mm. And so that's what was sitting there ready to be used at the next pandemic. Wow. Okay. So the other aspect of, in addition to being antiviral, it was also it also modulated the immune response. Why was that important? Because the immune response is kicked into high gear and overdrive by COVID-19. And what happens is your immune system starts attacking your own organs. And that's why it can be so bad in some people, because it has really kicked your immune system into overdrive. Yeah. It, and what, what the ivermectin does... Mm-hmm is modulate that so that that doesn't happen. It makes perfect sense. The people who mocked the use of ivermectin, screamed that it was horse pace, as you pointed out, are the same people that scream, trust the science, believe the science. Well, your precious government entities right there DARPA, 15 years ago, yay, we got to be prepared. Next time it comes around, we'll be ready. But you know what happened? The science isn't that, according to the left, the science is the opposite of whatever Donald Trump recommended. Mm-hmm. And since Donald Trump put that out there and mentioned those as treatments, oh my gosh, now we've got to go after this. And and then when the Biden administration gets in office, they go full throttle online to shut down any kind of messaging about this. I, I, yeah, and nobody mentioned DARPA. How nobody, many lives? Did anybody mention DARPA research in this? No. How many lives were lost? Oh, man. Because of the messaging Way at too this many. Biden White House that stomped this many. stuff out? There's just no question. Uh, what What is going to happen Way to this too nation? Many. I mean, the, the, there are so many families now affected by the vaccine and that didn't get the information like the ivermectin that could have saved lives. Uh, what what is this nation what what's going to happen to us? I mean this is this is a very tenuous time right now. Yeah it is. Yep. <sighs> All right. Well, we got a lot more mm-hmm. uh, to get to. It's going to be fun stuff, right? Yeah, uh, fun. Totally Super fun. fun. Yeah. Stuff. Everything's going to be Animal videos? You up for some in overtime. Animal, Animal videos <laughs> stuff. That's fun. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.